troubles and pain, trials, small tribulations. You lost your job. You're not making enough money. You're experiencing grief. Someone close to you just passed away. You were in a massive car accident. Your car just got totaled. The insurance company won't cover the financial needs for your vehicle. Something doesn't work out for you. Troubles and pain. So many people are going through trials, problems, troubles, and pain right now. More than ever. Some try to handle this situation all on their own. But it just doesn't work out. And people around the world ask, why? Why doesn't my problem work out? Why does it always happen to me? Why must I always suffer? And it's because they don't have one essential thing. And that is God. Today, we are going to learn about Hannah in the Bible and learn how to apply God into all of our problems and bring him back into our lives to receive our promise from God. People all around have problems every single day. Probably more than what most people do. And we complain and moan and groan over the most smallest things. But some people are going hungry. Some people have nothing to eat or drink. Some people are homeless. And we complain because of something so small. This is from pain to promise at Brighter Side Church. It's time to apply God back into our lives and receive his promise. Our God is strong in battle. Our God can never fail. Through him all chains are broken. In him the sick I yield. In the name of Jesus, giants are defeated. Every single mountain has to move. You're faithful to your promise. You finish what you started. There is none as powerful as you. We 
Good morning and welcome to Brighter Side Church. I am Pastor Austin. Happy Sunday, January 28th, the last Sunday in January. It's time to ring in a brand new month with God. Now, today's sermon is from pain to promise. It's a phenomenal sermon. And today we're exploring a story from the Bible about Hannah. This story is more than just an ancient tale. It's about facing tough times and finding hope in them. Like a gardener seeing potential in a bare plot, Hannah's story reminds us that in our empty moments, something beautiful can grow. Okay, we are on our website. Here is how you give your tithe or your offering. Now on all of our platforms, YouTube channels, podcast, wherever you're watching from, you will find our description below each and every one of our videos. So right here is a Wednesday night Bible study. And right here is all of the information right here. Now you can view our website, which is probably the easiest way. Everything's included in the description box of every episode and also on our Brighter Side Church website. Um, but you can go ahead to the website. You can give by um, using your card. You can give by email or phone and text. You can call 814-429-3790 or text that number as well. You can leave your credit or debit card number in our confidential voicemail box if you feel comfortable or if or uh, leave a voicemail for someone to call you back or text us on that phone line or you can send an email to that email. Now, the way you'll do that is you'll just log into your email account. You'll type in a... Uh, the email address pastoraustinbsc at gmail.com and then just put in for the subject line tithe, offering, whatever you're going to be giving and then just put in I would like to give a gift of maybe $20 not a fit, a gift gift of $20 and then you can put in your debit card number one two three four four five six seven. 89129909 for example and then your back number could be 123 and then just sign your name below like for example thank you Todd Dune Dundry I don't know anything and then just send that email as a little thing and I will get that and we can process your tithe and your offering um, and please note that all of our tithes and offerings are non-tax deductible if you'd like to give by check information's down below for that. You can send a picture of your fully filled in and signed check. Checks must be signed and fully written out in correct manner. And whenever you write out your checks, you can send them to our current finance manager, Charles Lynch, and then you can write gifts in the memo slot. You can email those to pastoraustinbsc at gmail.com or text those to our phone hotline 814-429-3790. And if you would like to give it another way, you can view our website. You can give through Venmo or Cash App. If you have some other way that you'd like to give, you can bring that up to us using our email. Email us, pastoraustinbsc at gmail.com. Don't forget to check our website as well. If you're on here, make an account up here in this little left corner because then you can view our forms and actually join in on conversations and discussions and even view our blog, which is updates from me. With that being said, you can also view our Twitter page. Our Twitter is going to be brighter underscore church. You can check us out over there and follow us there. And with that being said, let's go ahead and jump back to today's worship session. Let's consider those times when life feels empty 
And remember, these are not wasted times, but moments where God is preparing something extraordinary. The depth of despair. 1 Samuel 1 verse 10. Let's read. In her deep anguish, Hannah prayed to the Lord, weeping bitterly. Hannah's despair was profound. She felt deep sorrow and wasn't afraid to show it. Her tears in the temple were so intense that Eli, the priest, thought that she was drunk. But those tears were her silent prayers, her heart's cry to God. There's a story of a mother who finally hears her child's first words after years of waiting. Overwhelmed, she stands speechless, tears streaming down her face, a mix of joy and relief. Sometimes, like Hannah and this mother, our emotions are so powerful the words fail us and our response is pure, unspoken emotion. Have you ever felt so overwhelmed? And it's okay to feel this way. Remember, sadness isn't a lack of faith. It's a part of being human. Think about Jesus, fully divine yet fully human. He wept at Lazarus' tomb and expressed frustration the temple. If Jesus, God in human form, expressed his emotions... It's a sign that feeling and expressing our emotions keeps us connected to God. Remember, it says, John three sixteen, For God so loved the world, he gave his one and only begotten Son, that whoever believeth in him shall not perish, but will have everlasting life. Jesus was sent from God, and he will reign as the new king. Jesus is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. As Psalm 56 verse 8 tells us, it says, Record my misery, list my tears on your scroll. Are they not in your record? In our lowest moments, we are not just in the presence of God, but we experience his presence fully. He is with us, understanding our pain, collecting our tears, and reminding us that we are never alone. 1 Samuel 1 verse 11 says, And she made a vow, saying, Lord Almighty, if you will only look on your servant's misery and remember me, and not forget your servant, but give her a son, then I will give him to the Lord for all the days of his life and no razor will ever be used on his head. In her pain, Hannah made a vow to God. It was an expression of deep trust, not a negotiation. It was her way of saying, I trust you, God, no matter what. For Hannah, this vow wasn't just about asking for a child. It was an expression of faith, acknowledging that blessings would follow once God opened her womb. By dedicating her first child to God, she was recognizing the future abundance God would provide. She was giving her first and best, trusting in the blessings yet to come. This vow was like planting a seed in faith, not knowing when it will grow, but trusting that it will. Committing to God is not just a hopeful gesture. It pleases God. It shows our trust in his plan and willingness to follow his lead. So what can we commit to God? It could be a commitment to serve, to give, to pray more, or to trust him in a specific area of our life. 
It might be a decision to use our talents for his glory or to dedicate time to help others. These commitments made in faith are like seeds planted, ready to grow under God's care. 1 Samuel 1 verse 18 says, She said, May your servant find favor in your eyes. Then she went her way and ate something and her face was no longer downcast. So after praying, Hannah's perspective shifted. She found peace not because her situation changed immediately, but because she trusted God's plan. This reminds us of Philippians 4 verses 6 through 7, which tells us, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. There's an illustration that captures this beautifully. An old lady was waiting for her bus with a heavy load on her head. Even after boarding the bus and paying her fare, she kept the heavy bag on her head. The bus driver told her to put it down, but she insisted on carrying the burden despite paying for the journey. This is like us whenever we pray, but we continue to carry our burdens. The so-called fare is paid once we offer our hearts to God. Jesus' sacrifice on the cross means that we can lay down our burdens and trust him. So many people try to take everything on in their own. They try to handle every situation all the time. People lose their job and they think, why would God do this to me? And they try to scramble all these pieces together and it never works out. They get something else. They're able to continue on with their life and make money. But the job they have is not the job that God wants them to have. God wants to do something different in their life. I saw a Bible verse, or not a Bible verse, but I saw a, um, a motivational quote. And I forget exactly where I saw it at, but I saw it somewhere. And it said, God wants to help you and he will help you. But before he can piece everything back together, he has to have all the puzzle pieces. People expect God just to jump and do something immediately for them. They expect God just to work for them right away like he has nobody else on his list. And let me tell you, God can do everything. He can do anything and everything. He can do for a million people at once because he is the all-powerful God. But the thing that most people don't understand is that he's not going to jump and do it for you until he has all of the puzzle pieces. You can't put a puzzle together without all the pieces and you can't expect it to stay together unless you use some glue or tape or a picture frame the puzzle pieces is everything that you're worrying about 
until you give everything to God, you give him your troubles, you give him your worry, and let's say, let's jump for 30 seconds about tithe and giving. There's so many of you out there who have stolen from God. It says in Malachi, it talks about stealing. By not giving a tithe and offering, you are robbing God. So many of you have your pictures on a bulletin board in heaven, and they say, robber, San Antonio, Texas, robber, Austin, Texas, robber, San Francisco, California, robber, Big Bear, Montana, or Big Bear, California, I'm sorry, robber, Montana, theft, Florida, theft, Pennsylvania, theft, Africa, theft, Australia, Thefts all around the world. So many of you go to congregations, and doesn't matter which one you go to, doesn't matter which one you give your tithe and offering to, because it goes to God either way, but you're not doing it at all, or you're not giving near enough. A tithe is 10% of a giving. 10% of how much you make. It's supposed to be before taxes, but some people can't afford that. It's really hard for them. But you are to give 10% before taxes. That is what you're to give. Your entire earned check. So if you make $1,000 a week, that's $100 a week to God. $400 a month on four-week months. $500 a month. That's $5,200 a year for the 52 weeks a year. And that comes out to be $10,400 every two years. That's a lot of money, and that's planning you treasures in heaven. That's the next part of your puzzle. That's your next puzzle piece. And so many of you will not give God all of the puzzle pieces to work out your story, to put together your puzzle. Another one is that you have all of your worry in you. You have to give all that worry to God. God says, don't worry about anything, but pray about everything. In everything pray and worry not. Do not be discouraged for I am your God. Another big verse that I think everybody needs to learn is, you know, it's a big one. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. So many people become worried whenever they learn that they lost their job. But you know, God has to fire you and make you lose your current job or your current position to be able to give you a new one. How do you think you can get a new job position if you're not fired from the one you have? Can we get an amen? People think that just out of nowhere, an opportunity will just show up at their doorstep. You have to put in some effort. God can do things without your effort, but will he? More than likely not. He wants you to give all of your effort to get what you want. It says in the Bible, a man doesn't eat unless he works. 
You can't expect to do nothing and receive everything. That's not the way life works. You have to work to get a meal on the table. You have to work to keep your family alive. You have to work to get the car you want. You have to work to keep your home. You have to work for everything, and that includes working for God. You have to work for God to put together your puzzle and to give you an opportunity. It doesn't just show up at your doorstep like a ghost. People think they're going to open their door and they're going to get Casper the ghost at the door. Hello, hello, my name is Casper. Here is your special gift. It doesn't happen that way. You have to give God every single piece of your puzzle, every single worry, every single anxiety, every single problem. And then your next step is to shut your mouth. Quit searching for what you're going to do. And I get that's very hard for thousands of people. It's hard for me. Right now, I'm going through something, my family's going through something, and I have been trying desperately to figure it out. Trying desperately to find a new idea. Asking the Lord, searching day and night, and I am tired. I'm exhausted. But you know what? What we all have to do is in all of those trials, in all of those problems, in all of those tribulations, troubles, trials, problems, everything, we have to first give everything to God, sit down, worry about none of it. Because we have seen the story of Hannah who was given a baby. And we've seen Abraham, who's way over a hundred years old, be able to have a baby with his wife, Sarah. There's so many chants in the Bible. Looking at the story of Job, we see all through the Bible, all these different stories of all these different people. And you know, they weren't just put there just for us to learn. They were put there for us to learn and apply them to our lives. So many people sit down and they read their Bible or read scripture online or receive a Bible verse and they're like, oh, I've done my part. I'm good. I read my Bible. I'm good to go for the day. I'm going to do whatever I want to go do. Yeah. Woo. Amen. Hallelujah. No. You're supposed to read the word Study the word, understand the word, and apply the word. If you don't apply what you're reading, are you really even learning or reading anything? What is the point in reading if you don't get anything from your reading? You're to read your Bible, make sure you understand your Bible, and then apply what you read to your life. If you don't apply what you read to your life, you will find that your life is meaningless. The story about Hannah, the story about Job, the story about Abraham, they are all there for a reason. Even the story about Jonah in the whale. 
He was in the belly of a whale and he never gave up on God. He never quit worry or he never quit. He never gave up. He gave all his worry to God. That's what we have to do. So the steps go as such. Firstly, putting God first. Giving our problems to God. Keeping none of it for ourselves to worry about. Don't worry about how a bill's going to get paid. Don't worry about when you're going to find your next job. Don't worry about how you're going to build your savings. Don't worry about how you're going to help with with this grief because your wife, your mother, your father, your son, your daughter, or whoever, a best friend, just died. You don't have to worry about any of that. It's going to bother you. That's natural. But your job is to give everything to God and let Him handle it. Once you do that, sit down, read your Bible, fast, do whatever you can to show God that you're committed. Make a change in your life. Read your Bible. Take time for Christian meditation. Take time to read verses. Take time and go to Bible study and truly put God first in your life. Take time to give your tithe and your offering. People think they can just go to church and go to all these Bible studies and go all and go to all these seminars and they just go around and around and around and around like a racetrack. They always go in this circle of life. There's no exit. Going to Bible study will surely help you, but it's not the only thing that you should be doing. Going to church is going to help you, but it's not the only thing that you should be doing. I just saw a a Christian motivational quote on Facebook this morning. And it was from Oklaho Rachiel or Rachiel. And it says, church activities will not take anyone to heaven. You must be born again and have a personal relationship with Christ. Backstory is in John 3 verse 3. So going to all these seminars, going to all these conversations, going to all these podcasts, going to all these churches, going to all these Bible studies, they are going to help you. They're going to help you once you apply them to putting God first in your life and getting born again through Jesus. Then you can put everything together. Then everything will help. Once you've done that, Eventually, you'll get an idea that just pops into your head and just pray every day, multiple times a day. Lord, I lost my job. I am ready to receive your opportunity. Lord, I don't have any money. I am ready to receive this opportunity. I am ready to learn what I need to do next. Lord, I don't know how to deal with this grief of losing my best friend or my wife, or my husband, or my brother, or my sister, or my mom, or my dad, I am ready to receive your answer on how to deal with this. Once you have done those three things, you've put God first, you've given him all your problems. Second, you've read your Bible, you've went to different studies, you've been putting him first in your life, following him as best as you possibly can. And then you've 
prayed about it and asked him for an answer, eventually you're going to get an idea that pops into your head of what you need to do. Whether it's starting your own ministry, going to church, being a new, uh, having a new position, a new job, a, a new job, a new workplace, quitting the one you're at. And sometimes God gives you these ideas, but you just don't take the hint. People say, it's my gut feeling. It ain't a gut feeling. It's your feeling from God. It's what God's telling you. Your gut feeling is God. Take it to the Lord. Pray on it and tell him, I have this feeling. I'm unsure if it's you or if it's an evil spirit. I rebuke any evil spirit in my life and I want you to tell me, is this what I'm supposed to do? If it's confirmed, then you can say, hallelujah, praise God. Because now, for the first time in forever, you have finally gotten your answer from God. Now you know exactly what you're supposed to do. But until you do that, you're going to be stuck in this ongoing cycle of what should I do next? 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 I was stuck in that cycle. Well, this ain't working out. Let me try this. This ain't working out. Let me try this. This ain't working out. Let me try this. And let me say, everything I tried to this time has been mostly on my own thoughts. I didn't pray about it. I tried to figure out on my own. So my podcast failed. My other podcast failed. My other podcast failed. You have to bring God in on every step. You need to act like he is your God. He is your way more, but you have to act like he is your husband or wife. You're going to make a decision. You need to take it to the Lord and you need to pray about it before you go and do it. You're going to go take out a loan or go refinance your home. Pray about it before you do it. You're going to go in for some testing and you need to have a really good score. Pray about it before you go to do it. You're going to make a new big purchase, a new car. Pray about it before you do it. And always remember, you might have lost your old car because it wasn't for you, or you may have been denied for a new car because it wasn't for you. It's not God saying no. It's God saying, I have something better. We have good, better, and best. And God has to rip everything that's good out of your hand to give you what's better. And you're thinking, no, 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 I have to have it. Why does this happen to me? No, please, God. And you're just crying and you're so worried and you're so fearful when all you have to do is just say, I know this is God working. I know he's taking what's already pretty good for me so he can give me something better. And then once he takes something that's better from you, now you're really freaking out. But what you have to do is just say, well, I know God's taking what's better because I'm going to get what's best in my life. So you lost a contract. You've lost a job. You've lost a car. You've lost money. You've lost your savings. You've lost your 401k. You've lost your family. You've lost a friend. There's a reason behind everything that happens. Nothing is a coincidence. 
God created everything for a purpose. And that's what you have to do today. So go ahead and apply those three steps. I want you to leave this assembly today and apply those three things into your life. One, give every problem to God and put God first. Second, read your Bible. Focus. Do a a fast if you want. If you feel encouraged, if you feel inclined. Sow the seeds into your ministry so they can be planted within you and within heaven. Give your 10% like you are supposed to, to any church. You can give it here. It's non-tax deductible. Or you can give it somewhere else. Any ministry of God, any church, you can give your tithe and offering. Because it's not going to the ministry. It's going to God. That's who you're giving to. Most people get too stuck in the reality of things. Yes, the church is going to use it, but it's for God, the house of God. It helps the people of God, the house of God, the preachers of God, everything of God. So if it's all for God, it's God. Once you've done that, sit down and pray to God that he would lead you wherever you're supposed to be led that he would take you wherever you're supposed to go, that he would give you whatever idea you're supposed to have. And those are the steps from problems to promise because God promised that he would keep us, take care of us, and he would have it to prosper us. Again, that Bible verse I bought a wallet on Amazon that has the Bible verse right on it. And I think maybe you want to write this down on a sticky note, a wallpaper, write it down on anything. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I want you all to go ahead and just stand up if you can, wherever you're at. Lift a hand up if you can. Lift up both. If you'd like, get on your knees and come together for this prayer. I want you to repeat after me. Repeat after me. God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I come to you today to ask you to forgive me from all of my sins. I believe that Jesus Christ is my Lord and my Savior. I ask you to put my name back in the Lamb's book of life. And I ask Jesus to come back into my heart. From this day forward, I am going to live for you. I am going to put you first in my life. And any problems that occur, I am going to give them to you to solve. Because I know that you have plans not for me to harm, not to harm me, but plans for me to prosper. In Jesus' name, I pray. 
Amen. 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 Praise Master Jesus. Praise Master Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to thank each and every one of you for coming today. God appreciates your attendance, but what he really appreciates is that from this day forward, you can put him first in your life. We are moving in the month of February, and I want you all to apply God into all of your problems from this day forward. Stay strong in whatever problems you're going through because the Lord has a solution and he has a reason. I hope this church session today was very beneficial to you, to all of you. If you feel uh, led to sow a seed into our ministry, if you want to give that tithe and that offering, here at Brighter Side Church, we give everything very biblically, so we do not, our, t- our tithes and offering are non-tax deductible. You cannot take them off your taxes. I don't believe that you should, because now the government's pretty much kind of paying for your, your tithes. <laughs> so, you know, you're filing that as something that you spent. So that's just not right in my opinion. But if you'd like to give your tithe and your offering, if you feel led to sow a seed into our ministry, the information is down below. You can give that tithe and that offering a donation. You can go to Cash App Tag, A-U-S-L-Y-N-N-7, Oslin7. You can email PastorAustinBSC at gmail.com. You can call or text our phone hotline at 814-429-3790 or visit us online at https colon slash slash austinluxurylife12.wixsite.com slash brightersidechurch. Let God give you a luxury life with meaning. Put God first and everything else will fall into place. I want to thank you all for attending today. We'll be having our Wednesday night Bible study this upcoming Wednesday night. If you can attend, that would be amazing. I'll see you there online. If you can't, not a problem. I'll see you next week, Sunday here at Brighter Side Church. Thank you all for attending. Have a great week ahead, and I will see you in our next worship session. Have a great week. Better on the ground, no matter where I go. I don't need to worry now that I know. Everything I need, you got this honey in the rock.
provide. I have all that I need. You are all that I need. I keep praying. You keep moving. I keep praising. You keep proving. I have all that I need. You are all that I need. I keep looking. I keep finding. You keep giving. Oh